0: The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. Come join us now for Health, Hope, and Inspiration. I'm Wayne Shepherd, and my friend is here... Rev. Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. How are you doing today, brother? Hey, I'm on top of the world,
1: my friend. You always are. God
0: is good. I've never seen you have a down day.
1: Well, you know, I try to minimize those, that's for sure. (laughs) I try to minimize those.
0: God is good, and uh, God's given you a great job, and you are perfectly suited for what you do, I feel.
1: Well, I thank you so much, and I thank God for the opportunity to serve in the capacity that He's allowed me to.
0: And God has given us this platform, this podcast, which is reaching so many people now to encourage them.
1: You know, I wake up every day, I have conversations with individuals about this work, and I continue to remind myself that I am one of the most fortunate people in the world that God uses me in this capacity to help so many. And so we're grateful. We are
0: grateful. Yeah. Now, in your role as director of faith-based programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America, of course, you started as a hospital chaplain. Correct. But you rub elbows every day with doctors and nurses and other professionals and volunteers and patients. I mean, these are very caring people, aren't they?
1: What's interesting about that is that in entering into the ministry, I don't think that anyone associates directly ministry with healthcare and doctors and nurses. And a lot of people that I've met in ministry are uncomfortable with doctors and nurses hmm. because of what they represent. And I found them to be the most wonderful people in the world. They're on our side. They're on our side. They, they have a hard job. But when you get to know the person behind the lab coat and the stethoscope— you really find out something amazing of who God is put in those positions to do amazing work, in some cases, difficult work. But these are wonderful, wonderful people to work with and to know.
0: And of course, they come in all shapes and sizes and personalities and, and outlook and everything. But the bottom line is, You've never brought one to us here in the program that has disappointed me in any way.
1: And that's the beauty of it. Uh, Again, the more that we are able to enlarge this discussion, we get to meet so many different, again, unique expressions of God's love. In the medical community, who are there at the bedside, loving God's people, uh, trying to promote health and healing, uh, to provide hope and encouragement, and and it's just an amazing group of people and community to get to know. And they are all in different shapes, sizes, and forms. For <laughs> and sure. you
0: got to love people to do what they do. Yeah,
1: you got to love the commitment to to that and the passion for it. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, yeah. Our resource today, which we want to put into your hands, and we can do that easily when you go to our website, is Creative Care. If you are ministering to a person with cancer, you may have a hard time knowing what to do. Maybe you are a healthcare professional. Maybe you're not. Maybe you're a caregiver. But sometimes it's just hard to know what to do. And we want to help with that.
1: And and the more important element of that in knowing what to do is also being creative to a certain extent in what we do. Sometimes we get caught in a in a. In a cookie cutter format of things that we think, you know, I'll just bring a casserole. Well, why don't we switch that up? So, the creative care document is designed to help give people creative ideas of providing care to cancer patients. A
0: lot of good ideas here. You can download this free resource right now at Health Hope and Inspiration. And while you go to the website, if you haven't done it already, let me encourage you, let me push you a little bit to go ahead and subscribe. You know, hit that button, and then you'll receive this podcast automatically into your computer so that you don't have to go looking for it. And then leave a review of this program on iTunes. Yes. That's a most helpful thing you can do to spread the word Yes, about uh, this podcast and its availability. Tens of thousands of people have done that, and we're so grateful.
1: Yes. Subscribe. Uh, become part of the Health, Hope, and Inspiration family. Uh, share, review, so other can join and be part of this growing community, we want to hear from you, and we welcome you into our fold.
0: At Cancer Treatment Centers of America, they use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease. While helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services, treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com, click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America, or contact one of their friendly oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options by simply calling 866-712-HOPE. 866-712-HOPE. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. We're going to meet a person who uh, is one of those medical professionals in just a moment, but why don't you open the scriptures for us first?
1: Our spiritual nugget and the foundation that we want to rest this conversation upon today is found in Romans, the 15th chapter, verse 13, and it basically says, May the God of hope—I want to remind everybody, God doesn't have hope. God doesn't give hope. He is hope. He's the very essence of this right. May the God of hope fill you with all joy— and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. And we're going to hear from such a person who exemplifies the very essence of this scripture.
0: This conversation was recorded earlier as Percy sat down with a very special lady.
1: Well, with me today is Mallory Hamill, who is a special care unit manager at Cancer Treatment Centers of America in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Welcome to Health, Hope and Inspiration. Thank you.
2: Thank you so much for having me.
1: I hope you're excited.
2: I am very excited.
1: We want to talk a little bit about what you do and why you do it, but first and foremost, you have been a, uh, a nurse at Cancer Treatment Centers of America now for four years, yes. but you've been in the profession of nursing for eight years. That is correct. Well, I think you know a little bit about nursing then, so let's talk about that. What inspired you to get into nursing?
2: You know, when I was a little girl, I always dreamed of being a nurse. And I, it's funny because I would I would line up all of my stuffed animals and my toys and my brother, and I would tape tape string to their arms. Really? And I would fill Ziploc bags with (laughs) red food coloring. Sorry, mom, for spilling it on the couch one time.
1: Sorry about that.
2: Um, but I always had a passion ever since I was a little girl. Um, to go into nursing. And essentially when I went into college, I didn't start out as a nursing major because I felt like I wasn't smart enough hmm. and I just couldn't do it. But I just kept getting this nudge and I just felt like I needed to change my major and go back to what I originally had a heart for, wow. and that was nursing. So.
1: Well, I can say this, and, and I want the audience to try to catch the energy. There's a certain energy and an effervescence about you that – I could see would be contagious and I could see that patients would really appreciate at the bedside because I think my bias, Reverend Percy McCray's bias is I think probably the most important person inside of the healthcare environment are nurses. And I'm not sure that nurses always get all of the credit that they truly deserve. If there is one group of people who are the yeoman who do the yeoman's work uh, inside of a medical facility are nurses. And I think nurses can really be the difference in an experience of yeah. an individual within a healthcare environment. So thank you for all, for, to you, you and nurses everywhere for the work that you do.
2: Thank you. We appreciate it. Well,
1: that being said, you have an interesting background. Um, not only are you a nurse, but you also told me that your mom and dad were or are pastors. Let's talk a little bit about that. So obviously there's a strong spiritual orientation there.
2: Absolutely. Um I grew up in a Christian um, household and um my dad was called into he was um a military for twenty years and retired and then um got saved later on in life Mm -hmm. and um felt a calling to be a pastor. Okay. He was a pastor for 20 years, and um, later down in the road, my mom felt called to be a pastor, and so they were both ordained ministers, and um, I loved the family that I grew up in, and you know, it's an adventure being a PK. And
1: yeah, in case you don't know what a PK is, that's just, that means preacher's kid. <laughs> and yeah. a
2: military brat kid. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I got, I had the great combo of both of those and I wouldn't have tra- changed it for anything.
1: And uh, you share with me that, uh, and I think I have this correct, that your dad, uh, yes. Also, was a cancer patient. Yes, Let's talk he a little was. bit about being because see, not only are you a PK, not only were you a military brat, but also the fact of the matter is you're you're part of the cancer community uh, that I think a lot of people could relate to. So, talk a little bit about that experience.
2: Absolutely, and um, my father was diagnosed with stage four aggressive prostate cancer, mm. um, the beginning of January of 2017, Okay. and he. Passed away Mm -hmm. on his victory day of July thirteenth, twenty seventeen. Sorry to hear that. And um, it was a very challenging days um, that I definitely had to hold on to my faith. Yeah. In a way that I haven't ever had to hold on to my faith before, and which is crazy. But a few years before that, I was actually diagnosed with a brain tumor. Really. And. found out it was benign which is a huge praise but it's definitely been a journey um okay and i feel like i've been able to walk alongside our cancer patients in a very unique and special way and
1: i was going to connect that dot obviously no one wants to have a family member um have cancer and certainly uh in your particular case your dad passed away and of course we know that he's rejoicing and he's in a better place today and we expect to to be rejoined with him as, as from a christian point of view but let's talk about how, because you're a, and, and again, not only are you, you're not just a nurse, nor, and maybe that's just a terrible way of saying it, there's no <laughs> such thing as just being a nurse, yeah. but you are a special care unit nurse manager, yeah. which means you are saying those who are really having difficult clinical challenges, let's talk a little bit about the work that you do and, and, and what, what that entails.
2: Sure. You know, in this leadership position, I see it very much as I transitioned into, I'm always going to be a nurse and I'm still a nurse. Sure. But what I was doing initially as a nurse was being an advocate for my patients. Yeah. And over the past year transitioning into the role as manager, I have had the opportunity to be an advocate for my fellow stakeholders. Okay. So it's more of an umbrella of, they are an advocate for the patients, and then I get to be an advocate for them to um, be successful individuals in their career and caring for their patients with excellence. And,
1: of course, uh, the term stakeholder that is used, at, I think, uniquely at Cancer Treatment Centers of America, maybe not uniquely, certainly not exclusively, represents those individuals who are employed at Cancer Treatment yes, Centers of correct. America. So you really have a lot. To, to I think that goes into what I would call your resume and your background. Yeah. Uh, you're a nurse, uh, you're, you now have a leadership role in uh, in the special care unit where you really see severe kind of clinical challenges that patients are experiencing. You know, your dad had cancer. Uh, you were diagnosed with a benign cancer. Uh, your mom and dad are, were and are pastors. Let's talk about what does faith mean to you as far as you're concerned in this environment of cancer care treatment? We talk about medical care, good medical care that is not to be replaced or substituted by faith or prayer or religion or faith. But in your position, in your opinion, how do you see the roles of spirituality and faith being amalgamated as a support within a medical environment?
2: Absolutely. I see it as an extremely important part. Okay. I see it as almost the essence of who we are as beings, and everyone walks along different paths of faith. Sure. Whether that's denominations or what they believe in. Absolutely. You could go pick up 12 different people, and they'd all have a different faith.
1: And and should be honored and respected Absolutely. for their unique faith. Absolutely. And I
2: completely respect that. But something that just really stands out to me is, you know, my personal walk in faith. Let's talk about it. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. And I've gone through a lot of different challenging things over the course of the past several years with being diagnosed with a benign brain tumor. Walking alongside my father who had cancer and then passed away. And even walking alongside my mother who had, you know, abnormal testings and then to find that hers was not cancer. Okay. But throughout all of that, my faith has really been, had to be my focus. Okay, um, You know, I think in life we have two ways we can go. We can choose to try to live our lives just ho-humming through life. Sure. Or we can choose to take this path of faith. Okay. Whatever that may be for each individual. And, and what that means to um, them, right. And I, I have chosen to just... Follow hard into my faith. Okay. Where I wake up each morning and say, Okay, God, what is the path that I need to take in this day? Okay. Am I going to follow myself or am I going to let you take the lead? Okay. And, you know, I even had to do that when I first was diagnosed with that brain tumor. I had to really stop and think. Am I going to just willow and think, okay, this is cancer. I'm going to die in a month. I'm going to die in a year. I'm going to die in 10 years. Or am I just going to have faith and believe that it's all taken care of, no matter the outcome, no matter the circumstances? Mm. And I had to make a choice. You know, when it comes to our cancer patients, when I go and listen to their stories and their perspectives, you know, I encourage them and I say, you know, you have a choice. You have a choice to go into this and fight after it or choose to have a choice to go down path A or path B. Mm-hmm. It's your choice Sure, and I'm going to support you and I'm going to encourage you and walk alongside you and cheer you on yeah. in that path. And I, I really feel like that has made such a huge difference in um, the care that I have been able to okay. provide to my patients. And
1: so with that being said, and that, I think that that's just a, a profound school of thought. Two things. one, do you have any particular like god moments that you've seen and experienced from a patient care perspective that you can share obviously we won't share any name or identity or type of cancer that you saw a god-like moment that took place with a patient that maybe you were part of or you helped to support that you walked away and went home that day and like Wow, God really showed up here today. That was well beyond me or anything that I could say or do, but I saw God move in that person's life.
2: Yeah. The first one was a patient that I had who, you know, they had told her, I think you really only have about a week to live. Okay. And, um,
1: which she, happens, which happens in a healthcare environment. It
2: does, it happens. And
1: let me say before you, I keep your train yeah. of thought for the audience. I think should happen. I think that appropriately, physicians should be honest with patients from a clinical perspective of what they think that they see, because I think that that is a really misunderstood school of thought. So that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's not a good thing to hear, but to have your physician be honest with what they think they see clinically.
2: And just to be an advocate in regards to that, you know, those hard words are difficult. Yeah, they are. But I encourage anyone who's listening, if that ever comes up into your family or your circumstance or your life, listen to those words and it's okay to hear those. And it's okay to feel all the emotions you need to feel in those situations because it is important to know what's ahead. I'd rather be just told the honest truth and laid it out there than just to have a wish-wash yeah. answer yeah. thrown out. Yeah. Um, but in um, particular with that one patient, um, she she was engaged and um, she, she wanted to have the opportunity to be able to marry her spouse and her significant other. Yeah. And um, she wanted to have a wedding and she was bedridden and us nurses were like, okay, what are we going to do? Right. How can we make this possible? Right. And I'm thinking, okay, Lord. Like, I need you to show up now. Right, right. And um, it came together beautifully. We um incorporated an interdisciplinary team. We got the pastor involved. Yeah, that's um, your
1: in-house our, hospital chaplain yes, and pastor. Yes, okay. who our, I know very well.
2: Yes, we got our in-house chaplain involved, and we got rehab, and we got our beauty salon together, and we made a wedding happen yeah yeah
1: yeah and what was the impact of that what did you experience and you see know, with it, that with what that was family? so
2: incredible in that situation was here we had a family that thought the impossible couldn't be done yeah and we made the possible happen Yeah, we had a wedding in that patient's room we opened the windows we got her nails painted wow. we had the salon come and do do a wig and hair for her yeah, and yeah. we had them fly in their family and we made it happen wow. and the sense of release and peace that came over that patient yeah. was just completely indescribable I bet. it's like the Lord took that situation and brought it all together yeah you know just a beautiful moment and one I will always remember in my healthcare. care. Well, that's a, story. Pow- that's, a, that's a
1: powerful memory for sure. And then for you personally, how does your faith allow you to come to work every day? I was just on the plane coming up here yesterday. Someone asked me, what did I do for a living? I tell them. And of course, the the immediate reaction always is, well, that's got to be really a hard job. I I don't know how you do that every day. And quite frankly, I never feel like that. I feel like I've had the best job ever in the world. And I truly mean that. To be able to walk with experience with cancer patients and their caregivers. One example is the one that you just gave. But all of the different scenarios of being part of people's journey is an impactful thing. How does your faith or spirituality help you to be able to show up every day and be present like that? Because there's a presence that has to come with that. You just don't roll out of bed and go, okay, we're going to have a wedding today. You know, how does your faith allow you to be empowered, to be present for your patients and your team every day in in those type of scenarios?
2: Yeah, that's a great question. When I wake up in the morning, and as we all do, we have a choice. Yeah we have a choice to live this day on mission with purpose, with value. Yeah. And I know that I have been called to be a nurse Praise God. and I know that the Lord has honored that and made it very favorable. And you know, I, I wrote down this little mission statement that I have <laughs> to just to go and encourage and serve the people that I come alongside on a daily basis. And you, oncology patients bring some of the greatest joy yes and you know I've had people come and say oh my word that's must be the hardest job but I never view it as that I view it as an opportunity to bring joy into someone's life in some of their darkest moments whether that's a caregiver a patient another employee that I'm working alongside but I wake up and I just, I know that I have to fuel myself with the word, with prayer and my time with the Lord so that I can be a fuel to other people that I'm coming into the hospital.
1: In our closing seconds, what's the one thing or what's one thing that gives you, Mallory Hamill, hope?
2: Hope is something that I've been really working on um, over the past couple months because I feel like my hope has been tried a lot Mm -hmm. the one thing that i know that gives me hope is that i have a deep relationship with the lord and he tells me every day that he loves me he's got me in his hands he's committed to me yeah he's committed to each one of us yes um but i see that and i know that if i let go and let God lead, I don't have to worry about anything. And no matter the circumstance or the situation that comes in front of us, like I know that he has it no matter what. And so that's what like gives me hope is that I know that he's on my side. And even on those days where I, my hope is slimmer than it should be. He's still there. You know? Yeah. And so I just encourage people to hold on to it, even when nothing seems to be going right, mm. to just hold on to that.
1: Well, as I try to compose myself, you have been listening today <clears throat> with Mallory Hamill, who is a special care unit manager for four years at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. But I would say you are God's anointed and God's appointed for this season and for this reason and I bow in your presence and I thank you for the heart and love and compassion that you bring bedside to every patient that you meet. May you continue to be blessed in all
0: that you do. Thank you for your work.
2: Thank you so much. I appreciate it.
0: Bless her heart. I'm so glad that you sat down and talked with Mallory. Um, What what an emotional time together with her.
1: Well, it was emotional. Uh, I was personally benefited and and blessed uh, because it, there's something to be said about sitting in the presence of purity hmm. and authenticity uh, of, of expression of who God is. Again, you know, you can't manufacture that. And, and to sit and feel the very presence of God working through this young lady and her dedication and her sincerity simply just moved me and it humbled me. And I was grateful for just having been in her presence.
0: And once again, um, she's typical of the kind of people that you meet every day.
1: She is, quite frankly. The family that, that you know we have uh, in our organization are made of individuals who have personal motivations and stories of why they work in the capacity mm-hmm. that they do. Uh, I would venture to say that the majority of those individuals, that that's not just their vocation, but it is their invocation. And there is a very personal, deep, abiding, intrinsic presence and power that is brought to the table when you have that type of commitment from a personal level. And you felt that and you heard that from Mallory.
0: So if someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. There they treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. You can visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com. You can click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Or you can call and contact one of their friendly oncology information specialists about questions you may have about treatment options. The phone number is toll-free, 866-712-HOPE, 712 hope H-O-P-E. That word keeps coming up, and it's only appropriate. It's in the phone number. Absolutely. 866-712-HOPE. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Where do you go to find the people you bring to this program?
1: These folks are within the halls and institutions of of the organization of CTCA and I'm sure they're there're in other places as well. Uh, but these are individuals that I have access to that that are, are brought to me and you know, and then you get to really allow them to dig into who they are and what they are. And then that's where the magic happens. The Holy Spirit kicks in and takes over from there.
0: What do you observe in the relationship between a patient and the, the caregivers in the, in the Cancer Treatment Centers of America?
1: Well, you a partnership, I think, is probably the biggest, most important term, uh, providing the ability for patients to partner with individuals who truly love them and who are truly invested in their best interests. There's a statement that we've used historically within the organization called the mother standard of care. How would you want your mother to be treated, or how would you treat your mother? Yeah, of course. If you were providing care to her, is the commitment by and large that is brought to the relationship to bear when we are engaging with patients in our organization?
0: How could we pray for those who are
1: caregivers? Well, I think the best way to pray for and to remember is that first we have to pray for their for their personal well-being. Uh, a caregiver cannot provide good care if they first are not being taken care of. Mm-hmm. You cannot give what you do not have. You cannot draw from an empty well. And that's a, it's a misnomer at the end of the day. And so we need to pray for their first and foremost, their mental, emotional, spiritual, physical well-being so that they are coming from a whole place. And
0: that's true whether they're a professional in a in a hospital or if they're just a, a family member providing that care. That is correct. We need to pray for them.
1: Absolutely. Because, again, you know, the Bible says that from the abundance of the heart does the mouth speak. So we want that to come from an abundant place of 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 wellness and wholeness that first they are living from and experiencing so we need to pray for their well-being and that they are uh, in a good place and that they are coming from a good place so that the fruit that will come from them that will be bore will also bear that same uh, those same attributes of energy and goodness to be given to others
0: Let's turn our attention to the church for just a moment. According to the American Cancer Society, nearly one out of three people in the U.S. will have cancer during their lifetime. And so caring for people living with cancer is a growing need in every church today. And that's why you've developed the Our Journey of Hope Ministry Leaders Network, Percy, to help equip and empower every church in the country to meet this need. Absolutely.
1: The numbers that you just read according to the American Cancer Society. What we know for a fact is that the proliferation of cancer diagnosis is continually growing. We know that there are more and more people who are surviving cancer than any time before. But the fact of the matter is that uh, no one is exempt from certainly the local church from not having someone within their reach that is being impacted by cancer. And the question is, are we equipped to respond to that need according to the mandate of Jesus. And when he said that when you have visited the sick and taken care of the sick, you have done this as unto me. And so that being said, the Minister Leaders Network by Our Journey of Hope, uh, we are providing a relationship and resources that will nurture and encourage the faith community to be engaged and to be active in providing those type of supports to their constituents in the cancer community that are sitting right there inside of their local church.
0: So here's my challenge today. If you're a pastor or a church leader, we want to invite you to join this growing family of informed ministry leaders in what we're calling the Our Journey of Hope Ministry Leaders Network. There's no charge to join, and when you sign up, you'll receive access to exclusive online leaders' resources. There's information coming about training opportunities and, of course, our monthly informative email newsletter. So just visit our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com, and click on the Our Journey of Hope logo at the top of the page. Sign up today for the Ministry Leaders Network. Percy, uh, you read some scripture that's always so encouraging to hear God's word on this program. So why don't you, why don't you go back to that for a moment?
1: Well, in the spirit of the conversation with Mallory today, let's hear this scripture uh, in a very with a different set of ears. Romans the fifteenth chapter verse thirteen uh, tells us, "May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace." as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the Holy Spirit, by the power of the Holy Spirit. There's only one reason why God wants us to have our overflow so that we can have something to give away to others. So we we live by and then we can give away what we have so that we can bless others today. With that being said, may God fill us all with the hope and joy and peace as we trust in him.
0: Indeed. Thanks for reading that to us today. And may we apply that to our life. Regardless of our life circumstances Hey, two things I want you to do First of all, download Creative Care From our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com And then before we visit next time Will you promise to tell someone else yes. About this podcast yes. Spread the word
1: Pass it along and let someone else know About the great things that are being done With this show
0: All right Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs At Cancer Treatment Centers of America Our host, Percy, God bless you See you next time Peace and love, my friend You've been listening to Health, Hope, and Inspiration